Hi, I'm Dave Wolf, president of the Indiana Dental Association, and I have a friend, longtime patient with me today, Bill Toombs. Bill, thank you so much for uh, doing this uh, for us, and I'm sure that the uh, member dentists will uh, appreciate the story that you have to share with us today, so thank you. Thank you. So, uh, before we get started with questions, why don't you uh, tell the audience a little bit about your background, uh, you know, where you grew up, where you went to school, what your position was before your accident. Okay. Well, I'm from Morganville, Kentucky. If you take the Illinois-Indiana line down to where it is, Kentucky, uh, that's the county that that line would touch in Kentucky. Okay. And so it's a small town of about 3,000 people. I lived way out in the country. Our, our, our town probably had 50 people. It's called Spring Grove. But I went to Catholic College in Owensboro, Kentucky, Brescia. It's called yeah. Brescia University now. And so I went to school there, graduated, and then I became an officer and was in uh, Fort Riley, Kansas for a couple of years after I went through officer candidate school. After that, I came back to Cincinnati and worked for U.S. Steel and ended up getting a promotion to Indianapolis and came here to Indianapolis in uh, 1977. So we've been in Indiana ever since then. Mm -hmm. In 1990, I left the steel company and felt I was called to be an associate pastor at a church here in Indianapolis. And that's what I was doing until, up until the time of my accident. So you were youth pastor? I primarily worked with youth, did a little bit of everything. There was uh -huh. a pastoral counseling program at, at the Perry Meridian at Southport High School. Oh, that's right. So I spent 23 years going to the school once a week talking to students and mm -hmm. encouraging them. So that's what I enjoyed doing. But, but predominantly until 2011, uh, I worked with youth all the time. Yeah. So that was my background. Well, you know, I've known you for a long time, and you haven't always been like this. I can remember you being a, a towering, strong, <laughs> tall uh, man that was always going 100 miles an oh, hour. That's correct. <laughs> uh, and uh, so why don't, why don't you tell us uh, what happened uh, that got you to be wheelchair-bound? Okay, well, uh, it's July the 28th, 2013. It was a Sunday morning. Uh, nine o'clock every Sunday we had elders prayer time and so 9.30 someone came and said that the uh, projection equipment wasn't coming on at the sound booth and I said oh we turned the circuit breaker off last week so I said I'll go turn the circuit breaker off for you so uh, there was a big wide open room in the back carpet I started across and I stumbled my toe, and I started to fall, so I just stopped dead still, started up again. This time, I stumbled again, only I couldn't stop. When I was in the Army and was an Airborne, they taught you to roll to the, to the right, and you land on the side of your leg, your hip, and your shoulder, and you roll, and that will absorb all the blow. So as soon as I started to fall, I immediately started turning myself to the right, expecting to be able to hit or whatever. Only problem was, 
I hit the wall before I could make the turn. <laughs> so I was about four feet off the wall, put a hole in the, in the, in the, in the uh, plasterboard yeah. wall, and I slid down, and when I got down to the floor, I went, no arms, no legs, and I yelled for help. And my friend Garrett, he was, he, we timed it, and he ran, took him 10 seconds to get from where he was to where I was. And in that 10 seconds, set the whole tone for the rest of what has happened to me. Uh, there's a lady, I'd read a book in the 80s by Johnny Erickson Tata, and she was a lady who dove into a swimming pool. And when she landed, she hit her neck and she was paralyzed from her neck down. Mm -hmm. So she started taking and painting pictures with a paintbrush with her mouth. And her book cover was her with the paintbrush in the mouth and the color palette of paints on there. So when I yelled help, I immediately saw in my mind that cover with the paintbrush really? and the palette. And I said, Lord, you took care of Johnny, and that means you're going to take care of me. And she still encourages people all over the world, so I know that I would still be able to encourage people. So whatever condition I find myself in, I'm going to be happy with that. And so that immediately was right when it happened. And that set the tone for everything that has happened since then. So you thought about that when you were still uh, down? Oh, I was laying on the floor, couldn't even move. Nobody else had even got to me yet. Uh -huh. When Garrett got to me, he, Garrett, he grabbed my head and held it and wouldn't let anybody move me because he knew it, knew it was that bad. Wow. So I, mean, I hit the right side of my base, but I, could, I literally couldn't move nothing. Uh -huh. So I went to Methodist Hospital and they, uh, I think Sunday night, this happened Sunday morning, either I probably by Monday night, I, I don't know all the details. Uh, they had me in surgery right away because I just I was doing too bad. Uh -huh. So then I came out and went to went to uh, the uh, community north rehab. So from that. So yeah, why don't you tell us about your your therapy and your rehab and what all that you went through and how long that took uh -oh. because <laughs> you you went from. No movement to now, so, right? You yes. have upper body movement, right? I, when I went to community, to community North, we went in there, and she says, "Hey, now we're going to get you moving some things here." She left my arm up. <laughs> I said, "Right, we're not going to do much here." She'd pick it up, and it would fall down. And but they work with me. My hands don't work right, but I can move my arms. So I can help my caregivers by pulling and pull rotating me over in the bed and everything. Uh -huh. But uh, I have had been blessed with so many excellent therapists and people to encourage me along the way. Mm -hmm. And you know, my heart was I want to be an encouragement to the ones taking care of me. Okay, so I'm not a woe is me kind of a person. You're not. I, I'm not that way. And I, I want to be an encouragement to the ones that are helping me. So um, Community North, you're at the mercy of the insurance companies. Okay, You can only stay 28 to 30 days and uh -huh. then you have to move on to somewhere else. 
Well, I really had good therapists there. I can, one of the most frustrating things I can remember is as I started to move my arms a little bit, they gave me a sponge block three inches long, one inch square. Mm -hmm. I spent 30 minutes trying to pick up that one inch by three inch square. And it just was mentally exhausting, frustrating. Oh my gosh. But you don't realize what you can't do when in your mind, I can just do that. But they work with you, they work through that. The one, the one lady that was my therapist, my physical therapist, she said, Billison, I remember you're responsible for your care. And I says, excuse me? You're the professional. I know nothing. He said, no, you're responsible for your care. And so what she, what she did is she set in motion that everything that we do, I have to make sure that I can explain it to, to someone. And so today when somebody comes, depends upon if it's a bed, bath day or shower day, I can walk them through everything. Uh -huh. All because she said to me, you are responsible for your care. So I was there for a month, and then they sent me to Greenwood Meadows over on County Line. Uh -huh. And I was there for two months. And what was funny is when I had my accident, I said, Lord, I give everything to you. I immediately start arguing with the, with the uh, ambulance guy to take me to VA, because VA is where I get all my care. He says, they can't take care of you, VA. Well, I didn't realize what he meant is they can't handle the trauma part at VA. Uh -huh. But they have a whole spinal cord set up to take care of spinal cord injuries at VA I didn't know about. So after we at Greenwood Meadows, we decided to check with VA, and that's when we found out that they had a spinal cord union in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So they sent me up into Chicago for two months. And my goal was I wanted to, I wanted to be able to walk again. Uh-huh. I tried the best I could do, and none of the exercises, I couldn't do anything that would let me move on from there. So when you got to Chicago, how much movement did you have at that point? I had some movement, movement in my arms, uh -huh. but basically I have, from the waist up, I would have, I call it 90% feeling. Uh -huh. I don't have the sensation that I used to have uh, that you have. From the waist to about here, 20%. From, my, from the top of my leg down, from my knee, knee down to my foot, you might as well rub a post. I mean, you So I could kick you in the shin and you wouldn't know it? They scratch me, pinch me, and they say, I'm sorry. I said, for what? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel that. <laughs> it just, you feel pressure, but you never feel sensation. Huh. So that's what you feel is the, is the pressure. So, so basically, I had hoped to be able to walk, but it, it's nothing to respond. So mm -hmm. it's a miracle of God takes and puts that into play. So how long were you in Chicago? Two months. Uh, so I stayed in two months, and I had 30 days more to come back after I came back from Chicago at Greenwood Meadows because I still couldn't get into this house. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we knew that we had to sell the house, so while I'm in Chicago, they found the house. They bought this house, 
and uh, we never thought we'd have a house like this, uh, but they give 30-year mortgages to 60-year-old people. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Good luck with that. But the Lord's blessed us, so that's all taken care of. So was, was there ever a time during this process when you were going to physical therapy and going from place to place that you ever uh, said, I can't do this anymore. I give up. I just can't push. I can't no, do it anymore. No, not, not by God's grace. I, uh, in fact, Diane one time said, have you cried yet? <laughs> and I went, what? Have I cried yet? I said, the Lord's really blessed me here. I haven't, I haven't even considered sitting down and crying because, you know, look what I can do yeah. and what he's allowed me to do because uh, when it first happened, I couldn't move. But right. even then, I was still... I was still encouraging people, talking to people, uh, you know. Well, I don't know if I ever shared this, but uh, one of your boys uh, were in the office and uh, they said, my dad's my hero. Mm -hmm. He's And at this time you were at Chicago and, mm -hmm. and they were telling me, uh, you know, what was going on. And uh, they said that, you know, there's there are young people there that are athletes that have had injuries or people yes, who have been in are. car accidents. and. And, uh, you know, they're in the prime of their life and suddenly they're paraplegics, quadriplegics. Right. And, uh, you know, they are mad at the world, mad at God and, uh, you know, frustrated in their position. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the physicians were, say, were telling patients, you need to talk to Bill Toombs because mm -hmm. he can help you. And you mm -hmm. were, uh, even though you were there for rehab, you were still counseling and encouraging other people right. that uh, were in the same position that you're in. There was there was one gentleman there who had such an attitude that, that they didn't they didn't know what to do with him, and they finally put my name on the board under the doctors that I was <laughs> to talk to him. <laughs> and so one day I was in physical therapy, and they said, "Hey, Bill, you got a new roommate? I wonder who that is." <laughs> But it worked out well. I know. You were do, doing good no matter where you were. So, uh, tell us how has being on wheels, how's that changed home life for you? How's uh, that rocked your world? I can't, I can't help, I can't help do anything. I, you know, I always planted the garden, put it all, put it all, set it all up. I just completely redid the garden at the other house. Well, I can't get out to do a garden. You can't pick up anything hardly. I have a, you see the reacher stick there? I can take a stick and pick up something I drop. Uh -huh. But I can't get close enough to do things. So, you know, but you, you have to come to a point where others may, I cannot. Mm -hmm. And you can't dwell on what you can't do if you dwell on what you can't do all the time, you'll miss out on what you can do, and you have to just be, okay, this is what I can do, and I'm going to be thankful for that and grateful for that and enjoy that, which I do have. And that's, that's great advice. We all should uh, well, take the yes. heart. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot, of, a lot of people take a lot of things for granted, and you never think about it until it's gone away. I just finished uh, Michael J. Fox's uh, recent book, and uh, he talks about the same kind of thing where 
Um, of course, his has been gradual. His Parkinson's disease has mm. been very gradual, but now it's it's really severe, and he right. falls a lot. He can't do anything. He can't help anything at home, and uh, it's really confining. And and he talks about how that can can get to you, it can get you down, and it's hard to stay mm -hmm. positive all the time. Because if you want to focus on the other side, it'll get you real fast. Yeah. Yeah. My nickname was always Wheels. Everywhere we go, I was the one to just drive in. I was a planet. We go, we take the gas to seminar somewhere, and we go to the motel, and I leave the motel and go find out where we're going the next day. So the uh -huh. next day, I didn't have any surprises. Take the youth somewhere, I'd go out ahead of time and make sure we were okay. Well, now I have wheels, but... It's interesting that <laughs> your, your nickname was Wheels, and now you're on wheels I'm and wheels. rely on those wheels. Yeah, but there are times I go for three and a half, five mile rides in the neighborhood. Really? So this week I went on a three and a half, or it was last week on a pretty day. Uh-huh. And so in a three and a half mile ride. That's so awesome. that's the one thing that's nice to be able to, to get out a little bit. Yeah. Because the COVID, you know, haven't been to a grocery store in over a year. Uh-huh. We just haven't gone anywhere. Other appointments like to your place. And yeah. Just now, I went to VA for the first time in the year this past week. I hadn't been there for a year either. Uh -huh. So it changes everything. But it's okay. We're good. Uh, Michael J. Fox refers to uh, his equipment as uh, his frenemy because mm -hmm. uh, it, the, you know, he, he hates to rely on uh, wheelchair or walker. Right. It's his enemy, but yet it's his friend because yes. he has to have it. Without that, you don't, you're really confined. Yeah. And even with this um, 13 hours a day in bed every day. Uh -huh. And so you, you're confined to that until somebody comes and gets you up and gets you down. Just, you know, Diane, six weeks after I had my accident, she found out she had cancer. So yeah. she had to have cancer surgery and radiation and chemo. And it's come back twice, and she's had two more surgeries. But now she's doing really, really well. I bet that was hard for you when you wanted to help her, and you probably were limited. You I could couldn't, do very little. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I was sitting there. I was sitting there in the nursing home, helpless uh -huh. to be able to do anything. And that that time, I only had a had a um, push chair. Uh -huh. Somebody had to push you if you want something. Yeah. And now that's no fun. <laughs> this being able to control my destination is a lot more fun. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, Bill, all of the listeners are healthcare providers. So, right. are there is there anything that you look for when you go to a healthcare facility that is helpful, or that you appreciate, uh, that makes navigating easier, or going into a healthcare provider's uh, office easier? Well, first of all, doors have to be wide. <laughs> uh, some places are really, really tight to get into. Uh -huh. um, your, your, your entrance into the facility, for example, I had an eye doctor, and they had this long, steep sidewalk going up uh -huh. to the door. And when you came down, the sidewalk cracked maybe about an inch and a half then your wheelchair would slide on it instead of going over it. Oh. So when he went to, uh, he thought about buying the facility, 
he went and talked to them about fixing that and they, they wouldn't do that. So he bought a different facility where you could go in and it's all flat and easily. Yeah. So your ease of getting into your facility when you're in there, can, can you, like in your case, when, you, when I go in and you're able to move the, your chairs around enough mm -hmm. so that I can get in, my, my chair goes, yeah, my mind's nice. very functional, mm -hmm. but I have to have the space to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one important thing that's, is being able to flex and move. Good to know. Now, I can get around pretty good after, after using it for seven years. So I can get some pretty yeah. tight spaces. I, I will vouch for that. <laughs> you can back that thing into a crevice. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. So I guess for me, this is the most important question. Um, you know, most people in your situation would just be mad at the world, mad at everyone. How is it that you can be the most positive, um, upbeat person that I have ever met in my life? <laughs> Even uh, what you've, uh, with the situation you've been uh, given. Well, I, I was blessed to have uh, easygoing nature all along. Yeah. My friends said of all the people that they knew, it was a good thing this happened to you, and not to <laughs> us. <laughs> because yeah. I've been blessed to be that way. But I agree. I, I, I. It's God. It's, it's God's grace. It's what it is. But it's when I saw that picture that day in Johnny Erickson's book, and I knew that he took care of her. I just watched her do a presentation at a, it's called the If Conference. It's a ladies' conference. Uh -huh. I just saw her. My daughter was watching. She said, "Hey, Dad, you would like to see what Johnny had to say today?" Yeah. And I just watched her speak and talk to the people at that conference. And to catch that revelation that day, that was meant for me, and take that word and walk on it, that's a, that's, that's, that's a lot of it. And then I've always had the look of others first. So like now, now it's like, okay, I, have, I meet so many different caregivers that come. I would have never met people, excellent, nice people. Mm -hmm. and. I'm able to help encourage them. Diane, it's a team effort. She, I wouldn't be anywhere without her. Uh, she's gone through her own stuff, but we yeah. go through it together. And she's, she's stuck. She and Sharice doing all the things here mm -hmm. because I can't do them. That's, that's one of the hardest parts. But again, you have to let that go. Yeah. You got you to let that ride. Yeah, I, I think your, your life attitude. Um, has helped you a lot just because yes, it has. Um, it's, it's, it's. You, you've always been that positive person mm -hmm. but uh, I admire you uh, you're an inspiration to, to others um, I, I don't think everyone would be um, as upbeat and cheery every day as you are um, mm -hmm. if they were given the same uh, circumstances I would hope that God would meet them where I got met <laughs> <laughs> amen okay. I thought of something just uh, just from the to the dental side. Uh -huh. Okay. When I when I was had my accident, one of the most difficult things 
to get done was getting your, your dental hygiene done. Mm -hmm. In the facilities today, they have so little help for the amount of people they have in there. Like one, one lady may have a whole floor of 15 rooms of people. Well, at nighttime, you're not always going to get your teeth brushed. Mm -hmm. It just it doesn't happen. Okay. Once I was able to get a chair, I could go up myself to, and I could move my arms. I had funky tools to be able to do a little bit, but I would try to do that. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that have no family or anybody to take to take care of them. So I don't know if there's a, a time somewhere that that uh, if if particular dentist had somebody in a particular facility, they could get a volunteer to go in there and help help do something. I don't know. I'm just I never thought about it. How would I? What would I say? Because that was a very difficult time uh -huh. from a dental perspective to be able to get things done. I, I think most uh, healthcare providers they're they're, they're trained to uh, you know do certain things, but they really don't get any training on how to brush people's teeth or if they have dentures, what's the proper yeah. way to no, clean them it's, it's and, true. and help them with that. Right. They, they don't get any training or minimal training. There's minimal training, but there's minimal time. Minimal time. But there's maximum need. You're right. There's and, maximum and, need. And in your case, where you were in rehab for several months and unable to mm -hmm. take care of yourself, in six months, a lot can happen if yeah. you're not getting that daily home Well, when, whenever I, I was there, I think I got my power chair after almost three months there. So once I got the power chair, then I, from there on in, I was pretty good. Uh -huh. But till then, it was iffy. Yeah. Especially when Diane was sick with her cancer, and the, Diane yeah. nor the kids were there to, to give you a hand. Yeah. And I appreciate what you said about my sons, by the way. You said that a while ago. <laughs> I appreciate that comment. Well, you've got a great family, and I just uh, I'm blessed to know know you, and uh, I'm happy to have you as patients. So, well, um, again, uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing this well, today, Bill. You. You've been yeah. a real blessing to us. You really helped me out many yeah. times. And I really appreciate that. Appreciate your your comments today, and uh, I know that the dentist listening will uh, enjoy them as well. So, well, thank you. Have a great day. All right. Thank you very much.